Hey, 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 welcome everyone to the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. I am the host, your coach, your spiritual advisor, Relinda, and I wanted to welcome you to not just any podcast, but a podcast that is purposed to guide you through your healing journey. What is the Psalms of My Emotions? It's not necessarily the Psalms of My Emotions, even though I do use my testimony as a tool to guide you through your healing, but it is your Psalms of your emotions. I believe that after listening to these Jesus nuggets, as I call them, you will have a testimony that is music to God's ears. So let's hop right into this episode and let the healing begin. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to Emotion Monday. Um, So happy to see those that will jump in and those that will catch the replay. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Emotion Monday. Um, And I also want to welcome my podcast listeners for tuning in every week, every time that I upload. It's on various um, podcast networks. So if you just type in the Psalms of My Emotions, I'm pretty sure this podcast will pop up somewhere. Sometimes this podcast pop up in places that, you know, I didn't know that I, I had an avenue for. So welcome, 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 everyone. I pray that your day has been good. And for those that um, are new to this and, you know, new subscribers, new followers, um, Emotion Monday is a play on words. E is electronic because we are on the internet. Motion is movement. So sometimes you never know what uh, weekend someone has came from. And this is just basically another push, you know, um, beyond Sunday, right? Beyond Sunday, you know, let's continue to talk about Jesus and uplift people and help them with their feelings and emotions, you know, past Sunday. So um, Monday is a kickstart. Um, It's also, um, like I said, my hashtag is let the healing begin. Um, And this is also, you know, I attract creatives. I attract creatives. I attract um, people that are quirky You know, I attract people um, that are just a different way of just thinking different, just different all around, creatives, you know, I I attract them. So if you are on here and you are listening, you probably are very well uh, creative. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And let's go ahead again, you know, the hashtag, let the healing begin. So I didn't know if I wanted to get on here today because this topic was actually supposed to be a thought of the day. I never got around to it. And as my wheels was turning in my head, I was like, well, let me just go ahead and make this alive for Emotion Monday. And if you guys don't know, whatever um, uh, channel that you're listening 
on this or watching live, you can do it, watch it on my Facebook page or my YouTube channel. A lot of people don't know that I have a YouTube channel and that this does upload to actual a podcast um, feed. So, you know, you can listen to it in the car or you could watch. Uh, some people didn't know that. So I just wanted to reiterate that. So again, um, today's topic is by invitation only. And I know when I put that out there, yes, let the healing begin. <laughs> um, when I put that out there by invitation only, um, sometimes some people use this phrase as a, um, I don't know. Um, well, you know, this next season is by invitation only. Um, I don't know. I look at it at a different way. You know, it's so funny how God um, does things and how he sets things up. You know, a lot of things are in the, has to be done in the presence of people that, you know, may not be your favorite, um, that you're not their favorite, that may not like you, but God puts them there, right? They are invited to what God is doing in your life and it serves as a purpose and what was um, running through my head was about David, right? We know, most of us know the story of David. I never get on here and, you know, make it seem like everyone knows, right? Because I want to teach people about things of the Bible, but, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole story because David is pretty much the whole mamma jamma. You know, he's pretty much, <laughs> you know, a large portion of the Bible, but David was just this, um, you know, the shepherd boy um, that was just in the field. And, you know, he was um, after the first king of Israel disobeyed God, you know, and was cut off. He was the next one to be anointed king. Right. So he didn't know that. So the thing is that and I'm going to go ahead and start to read the scripture. And it's from First Samuel 16, because I kind of want to talk through it because it's going to. Um, makes sense. Let me see if I have it available already. Um, so one thing about me, you know, we're going to go through some, some word at some point <laughs> in here, because I just want to bring light to it. And that's how God speaks to me. And he gives me revelation, right? So first Samuel 16, um, it's going to be one through 13. I love the NLT because it's simple. It's plain. People can understand it, right? <laughs> King James be tripping me up, but I mean, I do study it. So it's not like I skip it, right? So let's, first of all, let's start off with this. By invitation only, the definition is only open to people who have been formally invited. So like I said, there are people that are designated, that are invited into what God is doing with you. And then there are also, um, you know, when God anoints you, sometimes that, you know, it's so much I want to talk about. When God anoints you, sometimes it's in private and it doesn't require invitation, right? So let me just go ahead because it's going to make sense when I read, start reading the scripture. So 16 starts off, um, now the Lord said to Samuel, you have mourned long enough for Saul. So like I said, Saul had disobeyed you know, did what he wanted to do, wasn't following the orders according to through the prophet Samuel. And so God was like, that's it. I'm cutting you off. You you, you just messed up everything. You want to do what you want to do. I'm Whatever. You are fired. Basically, he fired Saul, 
right? So I have rejected him as king of Israel. So fill your flask with olive oil and go to Bethlehem. Find a man named Jesse who lives there, for I have selected one of his sons to be my king. So, you know, he's going to go to Jesse's house, which is David's father, to pick, you know, the king. And Jesse has sons, right? So, but Samuel asks, how can I do that? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. So what jumped out to me in this line, and I'll read it again, but Samuel asked, how can I do that? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. Because you think about Samuel anointing David, getting ready to do this. The king is still alive, right? You know, Saul is still alive. He probably don't even know that he's fired. He heard Samuel, but did he really take it to heart like, I'm about to be fired from my position and somebody, God is already going to anoint somebody to be in my place. So sometimes some things have to be done in private in your life in front of, you know, and I'll go get into it. I'm going to read the rest of the scripture in front of who God has designated to put in front of what he has anointed you for, right? Because some things could seem so out of order, you know, and, and if it, everybody gets whiff of it, you know, you're going to be causing chaos and, and things to come into your life that it shouldn't be, right? So um, the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say that you have come to make a sacrifice to the Lord. So he's giving them an excuse. Like, just say you're making a sacrifice so won't nobody really detect anything. <laughs> Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you which one of his sons to anoint for me. So, you know, this is the first instruction for Samuel. You know, I let the Lord show him, you know, who's going to be anointed. So Samuel did as the Lord instructed. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town came trembling to meet him. What's wrong, they asked. Did you come in peace? Because usually when a prophet comes to the town, something is going on. Something is about to go down. Like Samuel coming in. Oh, Lord, what's going on? What's about to happen? So, yes, Samuel replied, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord purify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then Samuel performed the purification right for Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice too. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab. So this is one of Jesse's sons and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. See, by how he looks, the outward, right? But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. I want y'all to really get that into your head. I want you to hang a coat on what I just said. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. So there are going to be some times in your season where God is telling you he's getting ready to do something in your life. And you just sitting there looking like, well, I don't even see it in myself, Lord. How, how am I going to do this? <laughs> I don't even look like what the typical person that you're calling into the position looks like, right? But God does not see things how we see things. So if you hear him call you to a place or getting ready to, you know, get you prepared for a place, you have to take it into your mind and your heart to believe it, you know, that he has anointed you for something, right? And it doesn't require a fanfare. It doesn't require a crowd. It doesn't require an amen corner to, to okay and to solidify what God has anointed you to do, right? 
So, you know, the Lord doesn't see the things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And that is key, you know, in what I'm talking about. The Lord looks at the heart. So um, I'm going to quickly read this and then I'm going to backtrack because this is good. Then uh, Jesse told his son Abinadab to step forward and walk in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, this is not the one the Lord has chosen. Next, Jesse summoned Shemiah. But Samuel said, neither is this the one the Lord has chosen. In the same way, all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked, are these all the sons you have? They're still the youngest, Jesse replied, but he's out in the fields watching the sheep and goats. Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one, anoint him. So as David stood there among his brothers, he was anointed in front of his brothers, right? This is what God had. Um, this is the invitation, right? That he has, you know, this is who was invited to this, right? So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. The Samuel returned to Ramah. So Samuel came and did what he had to do, right? He anointed David. But the thing is, you know, now this is where I'm bringing everything in. So like I said, let's say God, God has called you and told you in your prayer closet. He has anointed you to be this, you know, to be whatever it is that he's put in your spirit, to be the CEO of a company, to have this um, big you know, company. He wants you to he, to start this big business. He wants you to start. He wants you to be top entrepreneur. He wants you to have all these businesses under you. He wants you to have this huge ministry. He has already anointed you to do it. But what you see is not what it looks like, right? So you're getting all this stuff in private. Now, this is when God was ministering to me today. You're getting all of this stuff in private. You know, he's already crowning you in private. And then you're thinking like, well, God, be, and sometimes the enemy can mess with us because sometimes when we're anointed in private, um, it won't seem real to us because we are waiting on people. We are waiting on people to okay or solidify what God has told you in private, right? So... You know, like I said, you know, the title by invitation only the people that God sends to for you to, to to witness that to witness that anointed or not, you know, it's by invitation only. And sometimes we can get in so much trouble trying to invite everyone to see what God is doing in our lives individually. Right. What he has anointed us for. And we don't even look like yet what we're supposed to step into right so you know i have a warning for that you know inviting in others early will invite assassins you have to be careful wanting everyone to see what god has anointed you for what god has crowned you for because as we know or may not know in david's case david had to go through so much right um you know, David wasn't king just at that moment. 
he was anointed oil was poured down on him and like i said in that part in scripture where you know um the lord was telling samuel that well god doesn't see the things the way that we see that he looks at the heart but we look at the outside so when god anoints you he already sees your heart right and not necessarily it's going to match out to the outside but he sees your heart and he sees what you're going to be and what he's going to do with you so sometimes we have to be careful because when we invite people in that space too early it's going to be harder for us to transform <laughs> into that space so we can we can fulfill you know the plan that god has for us and what he has anointed us for so we have to be careful you know as soon as you get something and, and as soon as you get you know maybe a word and when i say that you get that in your prayer time someone can tell you that and you're like well i wish such and such would hear this i wish that person would hear this it's not necessarily supposed to be like that so you're inviting people into this space which is supposed to be sacred because sometimes these people aren't even part of your development right and sometimes the people that he does invite to your development could be your enemies and even in that they are purpose to help shape you into what you're supposed to be like david david went through some stuff right to shape him and to prepare him for what god has anointed him to be right so the thing is what god you know i wrote a couple points what god reveals will take patience don't rush when god has anointed you anointed you for something that okay i'm gonna tell everybody now everybody's gonna have all these negative words and say okay what happened to what you said god told you that you was gonna be now you got this pressure on your back because you invited people to something that you know god didn't invite these people to right so now it's messing with your development so what god reveals will take patience it will take a lot of patience because you don't know when that thing will, will will blossom will bloom will start to manifest itself you don't know because yes god has called you to that but you don't know what training and what you have to go through you know to get to where you're supposed to be so the other point that i have is what god reveals still requires work and training you the minute that you get that um but god has anointed you for something it will it still requires and reveals it still requires work and training there's still work to do like i said god can say you know tell you in your prayer time you're gonna have a million dollar business you're gonna have you know your ministry is gonna do great exploits you know you're gonna travel you're gonna go from this end to the into the world to the next end of the world you're gonna touch this many people but you're looking at yourself like i haven't even started anything I haven't even worked anything. I don't even have a business plan because God already knows in your heart what he's already, the plans he already has for that. But we don't see it, you know, already so because even in that, you have to know and be sober-minded in that, that Lord, I got some work and some training to do. So then you have to surrender yourself to that work. If, it, if what he's shown you doesn't look like not even close to where you're at just ready yourself 
for the training and the work that requires for you to get there. And a lot of people give up at that point. You know, when they realize, well, I have this much work to do. I have training to do, you know, and some people give up at that point. It's too much for me to do. I'm not going to do it. You know, and then wait around for another somebody else to tell you another word because God will continue to send encouragement your way to tell you, you know, to, to, to up your faith, right? But we want people, we want to invite people to that first initial stage that God has told us we're going to do something. Now we want to tell everybody and that's going to deter because now they're looking at you and they're putting more doubt in your mind. Like, well, how are you going to do that? You know, because you didn't told everybody, you invited everybody <laughs> that God didn't have, you know, for you to invite. You invited everybody, right? And it wasn't supposed to be like that. So now it's getting harder for you to embrace that work and embrace that training. And so the third thing, what God reveals will take total obedience. We don't talk about that. You know, a lot of things that God will tell you, even after he has told you, like I say crowning. After he has gave you a crown, after he has anointed you for something, it will take total obedience. Along the way, God will have you do certain things that you may not agree with. And you're going to buck against it because it's like, well, God, that don't look like what, what you told me. That don't look like the way that I need to go. And what and, and and a lot of times God will buy most of the time. God will just say, obey me. Because you're supposed to be doing this work for me. You're supposed to obey. You're not supposed to understand. You're just supposed to do what I said. You heard me. Now you're supposed to do what I said. So, like I said, what God reveals to you will take total obedience. You can't just not follow one thing because okay, because I listen here. I had got that bad, right? Thinking I knew what God was doing and how he was going to do it. And it was totally opposite from what he did. <laughs> and I think he does that a lot of times because when God tells us to do something, people don't talk about this enough. It's about relationship. God is truly really after relationship. Yes, he does have a work for you to do, but he wants you to be so tied to him. He wants to know, you know, wants you to be so close to him. It's all about relationship. And, the, and sometimes the more confusing he makes things, the more he hopes that you will go and, and pray to him and get closer to him and talk to him and pour out to him. That's what it's about. It's not about, let me get to this destination. It's about the relationship that you're learning in between these things. That's what it's all about. This is all what this Christian journey is truly about. Amen. That's what it's about. It's about relationship and getting back to where we were, you know, in the beginning. We didn't have to worry about nothing. We were walking. We were walking with him, you know, well, Adam. Adam and Eve, they were walking with him. He was there all the time. It didn't require that much effort. But now God puts this work in our hand. And all he's hoping is that we would want to have a relationship with him. So now he anoints us to do these things. And like I said, you know, this is called by invitation only. And he'll invite people 
to witnesses. So sometimes when you get a prophetic word or something said to you and you're wondering why this person isn't here to hear this, I notice a lot of times with myself, the biggest words that I ever get is mostly in private. There's not a lot of people present. And if there are a lot of people present, they don't know me. Right. And I'm like, God, I'm like a lot of people ain't, you know, you know, get, but, but that's, that's okay. And that's on purpose because I'm still in development. Right. Because there are, like I said, when you invite people to something too early or a vision too early that God has given you, you are inviting assassins. You are inviting assassins. You know, into that, into that destiny, into that work. You know, you are adding people to that work that's not finished. God knows and sees your heart already. Everybody doesn't see your heart. Everybody sees the physical. So what you are telling them that God is telling you to do, they're looking at you like, how is that going to happen to you? Because I don't see it. Yeah, blessings. Our minds don't work like God. Thank you. And thank God. <laughs> that that you know that it doesn't work like that. He looked at the heart, so he anoints us according to our hearts. So it just made me just even go through the Bible just a little bit more and and think about even Ru, Ru, you know Ruth, you know even when she was working in the field. Imagine because Naomi told her to go into the field. Could you imagine Ruth going ahead and telling everybody in the field what she was doing? inviting people into what god was setting up for her and her family right imagine ruth just going around the field hey my mama-in-law told me to work in this field and because my you know something was gonna happen to me in this field now you got all everybody else all the other women in the field all riled up and you know what i mean it's like now you just causing hindrances now you're just causing interferences in what God has anointed for you. But then now we want to tell everybody, right? So you're, 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 you know, God knows who to invite. So we have to be careful. And, and I don't know, this is, and I keep reiterating that because I believe it's just such a word of warning for all of you in this season to be careful with, with sharing with what God has invited you into, Right? What God has anointed you for. And the thing that other thing that popped into my head was, you know, the saying where people say heavy is the heavy is the head that wears the crown. Right. So, you know, when God anoints you, when God puts that crown on your head. People don't understand what it took for you to wear that crown. Now they're seeing that crown, but they didn't know that you were crowned before you got the physical crown. They don't know what all you had to go through, right? They didn't know what all you had to go through to be able to hold that crown on your head. They don't know. But if you invited people early in that process, you probably would not be able to wear that crown. <laughs> right? You wouldn't be able to wear it because you didn't tell people, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to get this crown, y'all. I'm about to get it. So now you're inviting other people into it. And then, you know, they look at that. They're trying to make sure you don't get it. Right. <laughs> they're trying to make sure you don't. Because you want to you want to prove a point that you are somebody because people were might have been making fun of you. People might have been teasing you. So now I want to prove a point because I know what God said. And I'm about to tell people the word that I got. 
and, and, and what God has anointed me to do in private. And you're not even, ain't even got the, the muscle, ain't gained the muscle for it yet. Haven't gained the stamina in the spirit to fight. What comes with that? Because it is a battle. It is warfare that comes with that. And so you got to be careful telling people, right? Not to say that they got the power to, to do anything. Hey, if your prayer life on point, if you're a warrior in the spirit, you ain't got to worry about it. You know, you ain't got to worry about it anyway. But at the same time, if you are not healed emotionally, people could 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 very well knock you off of your square, right? Could tell you lies, could throw you completely off. Then you'll start believing what they see and not what God said. I'll say it again. You'll start believing what they see and not what God said. And in this season, we got to believe what God said about us, even though if it doesn't look like that, we're walking into it yet. Because there's a work that's ahead. And that's how you know, like I said, when he gives you something or tells you, I'm anointing you for this. Like I said, you could be anointed to be, um, have just, you know, this big company, uh, serial entrepreneurship, you know, all of these businesses he's getting ready to release to you. You you can't go and, and you ain't even got one yet. You can't just go be, be saying that to everybody because he's still preparing you for it, right? You got to keep that to yourself. A lot of things you're going to have to keep to yourself. You're going to have to learn because you can't go around trying to prove a point to people. Let your fruit speak when it comes. Let your work speak when it comes because it will. It will speak and not just because of you. It will speak and it will give glory to God. It will glorify God. And that's the best thing because there are, whether you know it or not, like I said, with the by invitation only. God has already invited people to watch your journey. Do any of you know that? God has already invited people to watch your journey. They may not say anything, but they're watching. They're watching every move. They're watching every project that you start. They're watching every live that you make. They're watching every podcast that you, that you put out. They're watching and they're listening, right? Because they might have been around when a word went forth in church or something. You know, I'll use that for example. You got prophesied in church and they're looking at you like, hmm, God, I'm going to see what you're going to do with this one. <laughs> and when it comes to pass, what they're going to say is, Oh my God, look what you have done. They're not going to give the credit to you. They're going to be like, God, you are truly God. And that's what he wants. And he loves to pick the, the least likely. And like I said, he will invite people to watch. He loves to do things for to the least likely. Because we can't see everybody's heart, know everybody's heart like God knows everybody's heart. So when he tells you that, 
and and you tell it too early yeah you might be messing up your um training hey hey <laughs> you might be messing up your training so some things you gotta you gotta keep to yourself i'm telling you in this season i keep repeating it and i know this is the word from the lord because i i, I know god now and how he speaks through me a lot of you have been telling people what god is getting ready to do and you have not healed you are not emotionally ready to say anything because you'll get defensive you'll want to fight you know you want to fight people you want to cuss people out you can't tell people what god is is doing with you because you're not healed enough you're not healed enough to tell nobody anything because you won't be able to defend it right you're not confident enough in what God told you. Ooh. Oh, that was for somebody. <laughs> that was for somebody. So you have to wait to, to, to your fruit speaks. Let the fruit speak. And to be honest, you know, and I'm going to testify myself. Sometimes you want God to do it because sometimes you want people to be quiet. Because you hear people chattering and you want people to be quiet. Like, I know the God I serve and he's going to do it. I want you to be quiet. God, do it. Do it so people can be quiet. Right? But that's not right. It's not right to think like that. You're not healed enough. Yep, not healed enough to tell people what you are anointed for. You won't be able to defend it right. You'll mess it up. Could you imagine if David... You know, especially in the position that he was in. Could you imagine David going and telling everyone, I'm going to be king next. Saul ain't even dead. Saul is still on the throne. Even though God's spirit has been lifted off of him, he still has the position. Right? Imagine him going. People will be, he, have, he will have to deal with more people than Saul. He will have to be dealing with... Who are you to say that you're going to be king and we got a king on the throne? Who are you? That sounds like it's out of order. And then David especially thinks that he had to learn because, you know, all he had was field training. He had to learn some things. You know, David would have been dead before he even got the crown. Because he wanted to tell somebody, like, what if he was still hurt? You know, Jesse presented all of his kids in front of this prophet you know because he was looking forward like hey I, I'm, I'm i'm about to anoint another king he brought all his kids what if you know besides and they said oh well david in the field david wasn't even the first pick so what if what if david was still you know dealing with rejection and because he's dealing with rejection well i gotta tell everybody because people ain't gonna believe me that i'm gonna be king next gotta be quiet you gotta let god do the work right and you know you gotta get the right motives you know god tells you but then he's getting he's building your character along the way sometimes we'll get a word or we'll hear god tell us something and we'll get so caught up in that air 
right? We'll get caught up in that air of what God is going to do. That sometimes we we forget that we got to learn some things. We think we arrived. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we think we arrived. No, you didn't. You got training to do. But we, we get this air about ourselves. That we arrived because God told me. No, you ain't that boo. You got some training to do. Yeah, character building. People forget about that character building. Like I said, I, I'm all truthful about myself in here. Let me be honest. God, before, you know, God's showing me things that he wants to do with me. I'm like, my next prayer is like, will God prepare me, right? God prepare me. I put everything in my journal. God prepare me. So what is the things that he shows me, especially in this season, uh, is about humility, right? You got to have humility to be able to obey anything. Then it went deeper than that. Okay, God, I, I catch me. I want to be humble. I want I want to have humility. But it then it started to go deeper than that because in order to have humility, I had to know who I was. Right? Because sometimes, you know, what he ministered to me, and I always tell I'm telling everybody this. The thing that he ministered to me about humility is. It feels like something is being taken away from you, you know, because it's like you're giving up something, you're giving up too much. But if you know who you are, you know that it's not taken away from you. It's actually God trying to get something to you. Because in obedience is where you can receive the blessings of God. But you got to be humble to receive the blessings of God and the instructions of God to eat, to order to be and walk in the plan of God, right? That humility have, has blown my mind in this season. But if I, if, if I got that word that God had anointed me to do things, I would be sitting here like, I don't, I don't need to learn. I don't need to learn nothing, Lord. I got it. You just going to do it. I just need to receive the word. And that's all. No, 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 no. I had to learn a lot. Didn't know I was prideful. You know, didn't know. Because I, when you're prideful like that, you don't know who you are. And then you, you're just trying to prove a point to people. Right? So, you know, like I said, I gave the example with David, Ruth in the field. You know, even Esther. You know, what if she just went and told, it's just a whole bunch of things, you know, that we had just have to be careful about, you know, about telling everyone and inviting people that God is not invited into. Yeah, definitely, definitely hard. <laughs> definitely hard. That was the hardest thing um, that I had to learn. And even in waiting, you know, for marriage, if people you don't know my story, um, you know, cause I see there are new people on here. I've written a book. It's called the Psalms of my emotions. It is on Amazon and it just goes back into my life. Um, I went through a divorce, you know, experienced heartbreak. God broke me down to this point, you know, where I just had to start over again. <laughs> oh, <crazy. laughs> oh, yes. I had to start over again. 
And um, it just broke me down to that point where I was making my own choices, dealt with just hard emotional turmoil and came out of that. And then God had to, it's like the potter and the clay. He had to crush me and then had to mold me and put me together again. Literally. Um, let me read something for my podcast listeners. I pray constantly, Lord, please keep me humble. I never want my pride or even excitement to ruin what God is doing for me or through me. Yes, I promise you, it will bless you when you get that humility and learn that there's peace in humility. There's safety in humility. Right? Pride leads to destruction. <laughs> You're going to make me pull over. <laughs> Somebody driving. <laughs> right? So, I mean, like I said, it's just, oof. I, I, and I, and I would never take it back the journey that I've been on, you know, with God, but God told me a long time ago what he has anointed me for. And looking back over the last 10 years, I couldn't have did it without all that I've been through. So, you know, like with David anointed. They became king much later. I'm pretty sure he, he probably like, I couldn't even been been able to carry this crown on my head any earlier than when I was appointed to, right? And like I said, with the invitation only, it's not by just your invitation. Like I said, God will invite people to watch, you know, because it will glorify him at the end of the day. So we have to be not be tempted to prove a point, you know, to people. You know, and what God is doing something in my life, this, 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 and that. No, it's supposed to glorify God so that they may want to chase God all the more and be fervent about God. Like what God does through you is supposed to ignite somebody else to chase fervently after their purpose, you know, to get into the things of God, right? <laughs> oh, so that was pretty much it. Um you know, I pray that this um, blessed you. And I know it was for someone because I was going to do a thought of the day. Then God just kind of pushed me to do this. So I pray that it blessed you and it pray that you. Um, people are not a major factor in what God's going to do. You know, as far as getting people's acceptance. Um, a lot of people won't even know how to get with what God is trying is calling you to do because they can't see it they can't see it yet so we have to be careful to not tempt to not be tempted to make people see things in us that god already told you that he saw trying to make a point trying to prove you know it work it out go through the journey go through your day-to-day -day. be obedient in what he told you to do get over that fear right throw it out the window if you're scared to get on a laugh or and he told you to go laugh and start talking, do it. I did it. I was scared. You know, verse three, four, whatever, until I was just like, God, this ain't even me. This is you. You called me to this. So guess what? You're going to be the one doing the talking. I, I, I'm tired of just fighting myself. You go ahead and do it. Right? So I pray that this encourages you to hold on to what God said. You know, don't be worried about inviting people, right? God will 
will send out the invitations. God knows who to send them to. <laughs> and it's all going to work out for your good, right? Okay, so that's pretty much it. Um, especially a good way to end out the month, right? So next month, I'm so excited, you guys. Um, February, you know, that's basically the love month. I call it the love month. Even Valentine's Day is just a day. So really what I want to dig into for the first couple of weeks, just two weeks, is to talk about, you know, being sing single, single Christian, single, you know, single and dating, uh, living single, living single and saved. Okay, I got together. Living single and saved for the next two weeks um, because... I feel like I have something to add to it. I try to, man, let me tell y'all how I try to get away from speaking about relationships. Okay, go ahead. Come. Be on time, girl. It don't matter. I'm on replay and a podcast. So, hey, you'll be able to catch it. <laughs> uh, dating, you know, single and saved. You know, I have a perspective and I try to get away from, at first, I try to get away from talking about dating and relationships, but you know, that's what has molded me. So I'm being obedient to God, you know, in this season and, and, and going to talk about more about that, about, you know, dating and relationships and, you know, and stuff like that, because people really need to hear that because it does have something to do with your purpose. It's intertwined. Sometimes we can get in so much of a toxicity place in relationships that it blinds us from purpose then we're sitting around wondering why we can't find purpose well what are you involved in what 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 do you have around you who do you have around you and it matters right so anyways just give you guys a sneak peek of what i'm going to talk about and i believe the first episode is going to be called um are you who you want you know are you who you want to marry you know, pretty much because we can't be just be asking for stuff and we ain't what we will, you know, we ain't what we asking for. Right. <laughs> so I thank you guys for tuning in. Share this with someone that you think might need this. Um, Like I said, I have podcasts. If you're driving, you can listen. You know, I upload it usually the day that I broadcast this. Um, And with the podcasters over. I think I'm 115. I don't know how many episodes it is now, but plenty of Jesus nuggets for you to to chew on and grow from and get your get your wisdom nuggets, right? So I just gonna I'm gonna end it and like I promised God that I would do because this was a mandate He told me to do um, was that you know any I can't I don't know who listens. You know, I don't know exactly who listens or who watches the replay, but I do want to, God had me do this because this is my chance to invite people to know Christ, right? So in Romans 10 and 9, you know, I'm going to read the um, plan of salvation, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So, like I said, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you know, believe, like, repent from your sins. You know, God, I'm repenting. 
I want to turn to you. I believe, you know, you are the son of God. You know, I believe that you died for my sins and I just want to turn my life over to you. It's that easy. It's that easy. You can do it in private. You don't have to do that in front of anyone. But what I do ask is that you go and, and, and even seek it in prayer. What church do I need to go to? You know, ask God, God, where are you leading me to? Because it's still need, you still need some teaching. You still need some um, nourishment. You still need to be fed because now you are a babe, right, in Christ. So there are a lot of things that you don't know. So it's good to get that. Also to even just be engulfed in the Holy Spirit so that you can go and work for God effectively, right? Because, you know, I thank God for leading me to my church home. I thank God for leading me to my church because then it I, I grew. I grew through serving. I grew through the word. I grew, right? So now I can minister to you guys. So that's, you know, pretty much God gave me that mandate to do that because there's a lot of people having lives. There's a lot of people talking, but nobody's offering Christ to people. And so even if you want to rededicate your life, say that again, you done fell off. Rededicate your life to Christ today. And that's all. That confession, repent of your sins. And hey, you didn't got a fresh start, right? <laughs> so I thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, uh, tuning in again. Like I said, share, share, share. And you know, invite people to the group. I don't even say that. Invite people to the group. Um, yes, gotta offer Jesus. Cause what am I here for, class? Gotta offer Jesus. <laughs> Listen, he is the main thing, the main thing, the main thing, right? Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and get off of here, share it, invite people to the group, love to have you, and you know, just stay with me. Um, you know, because there they may, may be some changes to the group. You know, I'm expanding, I'm doing things, but just you know, pray for me. <laughs> All right, so thank you guys for tuning in, and I will see you next week. All right. I'm so excited about next week. So I'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye-bye.